Elder Scrolls Podcast. Here are your hosts, Bob Chichinsky and Dog Bark 24. Welcome everyone to episode 79 of the Red Diamond Courier. I am here with you as always, your host Bob Chichinsky, here with my good friend Dog Bark 24. Dog, how you doing, my dude? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Excited to be here this week and go over some of our well, our predictions for 2022, but definitely based on the recent teaser trailer that we uh, just got from the ESO team and, uh, you know, uh, just all our hopes and dreams stacked on top of that. So uh, the last two episodes were definitely huge jam-packed ones. This one is probably not going to be as jam-packed and be a bit of a lighter episode and we're just going to chill talk about some of these uh recent craziness that's been going on and yeah get back into the recent get back into our uh our episode release cadence here for the new year which by the way i'll just go out right into it uh this year we would like to put out more episodes than last year I mean, if we got like, I think we got like 28 last year, so if we got 51 the first year, like, you know, we're going to try and get somewhere, you know, in between this year. Like, the the getting in the 30s sounds good, right, dog? Yeah, I think we can get at least 30, maybe 40. Maybe 40, you know, 40, I'm I'm You know, if the schedule allows it, of course. Yeah, yeah, last year we did have just all kinds of crazy stuff, but you know, such is life, so, but we, uh, we are here for y'all, we have another awesome year planned of ESO, especially when they're gonna be putting out content like what they are, uh, teasing us with, at least, so, let's get right into the episode, dogged, what kind of news do we got going on, my man? Alright, well, to start us off, he, uh, finished up the New Life Festival, that ended, um, I'm at like 12 tickets because I had everything by the end of it and I bought some group repair kits. This is the first time I've ever bought a group repair kits. So, you know, I didn't get the pet bunny and I'm, I'm sad, but it's, it's my own fault because I just didn't think about it enough because I was so dedicated to getting the, uh, Griff. After I realized I wasn't, I couldn't get mathematically enough for the house. It's like, okay, well, I could still get the the Griffin mount. So I did get that, and the last day I was very excited. Yeah, well, at least you got the the mount's pretty cool. If you it like is pretty that cool. kind of like the Griffin, I like it. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like you know, one of a kind thing that you know you had to be there to get. So it's nice to have. Especially considering I just really wasn't playing at that time during the year when it was coming out, so it's like, oof, barely got it. Yeah. Next up, we have the uh, Daedric War Celebration. It's coming soon. It's going to be before Mid-Year Mayhem, or White Strikes Mayhem, whatever you want to call it. It's the same thing. And it looks like that we're not getting that until at least February or March, so... Yeah, they threw me for a loop with that one because apparently they've been, you know, 
if you were following along the PCS cycle, then you would have known that uh, this was going to come before White Strikes Mayhem, which, you know, to be fair, I was not keeping up with those PTS notes. So they got me on that one. I was like, where the heck is White Strikes Mayhem? To which I had plenty of people kindly uh, tell me all about it. Uh, but regardless, the PvP event is coming, so we're still excited for that. But, uh, Daedric War, I don't know, it sounds like it could be interesting. Do you have any, uh, any of the lowdown on that, dog? All I really know is it's like Somerset, Morrowind, and, I don't know, somewhere else. Not remember. City. There you go. Yeah, so, uh, the Daedric War celebration is gonna have the, uh, like the normal stuff from before, as in like uh, the Clockwork City and Morrowind stuff. Uh, you get a ticket from either Clockwork City or Morrowind, and then you get one other ticket from Somerset, so you can get two tickets total. And there's going to be a new like pet thing you can get, and that's three fragments, and you can get the first, uh, first uh, fragment to morph the pet into a skin. So, scales wow, that's of just, uh, skin. That's the thing now, huh? <laughs> yeah. Create a pet to morph into things. Like, I'm excited though. I hope that uh, they do release another cool mount. I did, you know, enjoy getting to frantically uh, try and put together that one. I guess there was some bit of uh, fun in being like reminding myself oh i gotta go play scrolls so i could get my thing every day so i guess that's a part of it yeah i uh i kind of hope that like there's like some kind of reasoning on why they switch it up so like maybe like they want to try to fix the battlegrounds or like i don't know do something with cyrodiil before mid-year mayhem starts but that's just you know me being optimistic Oh, they like why like they, they switch the the date of the, yeah, yeah, that would be nice. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. That would have to happen pretty quick here, but maybe we'll see some improvements for Cyrodiil in the next like five weeks. I'm hoping that the event will start that soon. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. All right, we also got a nice little gif that they got of some waves. And then I think the next day they did a teaser trailer for the ESO Global Reveal event, which is going to be on Thursday, January 27th. So that'll be interesting to, like, you know, find out more. Yeah. Yes, we will. We'll find out more then, and we will. I we will leave that to talk about the rest of it for uh, later in the episode. But it did happen, and it was very cool. And if you haven't seen it, definitely go check it out. And then, lastly, well, this isn't. We kind of our. I guess we kind of talked about it, but a little bit last week. But I also got a Series X, which is you know. ESO I just got you know. Dodge just got a flex on it, you know, <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> I mean, you flexed on it last time. You're like, yeah, dog got this. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was, you know, I was feeling pretty good last time. So I'm sure I was flexing for everyone. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, some of the pros for it is like, I'm no longer the last person who's seemingly always like the last person to load into the dungeon. Like I'm like loading in and like, they're already at the first boss. Like, come on. Like, I can't seriously be the only person on like the original Xbox one. Like this can't be happening. <laughs> Probably a pretty in a pretty low percentile <laughs> there. <laughs> I mean, I, I still are now on the Xbox Series <laughs> X, honestly. Yeah. Now, load screens are super fast. Um, I actually started doing daily writs on several characters instead of just like three. So that was nice. Uh, the big one for me is that my house doesn't crash me anymore. I went in and out of it like 10 times seeing if it was just a fluke or not. I'm like, are you going to crash me? No, it didn't. All right, let me try again. Are you going to crash me? Nope, it didn't. All right. This, you know, it, it seemed pretty safe. Um, <laughs> I even logged in at 7.33 a.m. the next day. <laughs> try to get... <laughs> yeah. got to check and... it, like, during all the different times of day and, like, peak hours and everything. Like, <laughs> what about Friday nights? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Also, it's only, like, a 10-second low screen. Uh, like into my house and outside of it to, into like Somerset instead of like the two minute load screen with the possibility of crashing. So that's a huge improvement. And then I also turned on my uh, cow grunted statues because I turned them off because I kept on crashing. And even though that they were turned off, I kept on crashing. But I was able to turn off all four of them on. So now there's just endless uh cow granted just blowing fire green stuff ice and lightning all over the place oh, only you doc only you yeah but i'm glad that you know you are able to finally turn on all your ridiculous statues <laughs> yeah it's nice I, I, it. I also turn on that that annoyingly bright sun thing that I got from the Crown Creek, I think. Oh, Which, yeah. yeah. And, and then I turned it on and like, okay, this is too bright. And I turned it back off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is way too bright. And then uh, lastly, I get less crashes inside of Cyrodiil. Or I've been incredibly lucky and I just jinxed myself. And tomorrow when I get to play Cyrodiil, I'm going to be crashing all day. But I don't know. As far yeah, as like, I, don't know. I wouldn't bet on it, man. <laughs> yeah, like you know, sometimes you have good days, and sometimes you're like, "All right, I'm crashing," and I don't, I don't know why I'm crashing, but I'm just crashing. But I haven't had that yet, so. Well, that's good. That's good, especially you know, PvP. It's a tough place, you know. You expect to crash pretty much when you go to play PvP in Skirdo. Yeah, it's also like different being able like all right i can actually like load load into this place and actually be able to make it to like a fight or something even on my characters that has like 10 percent mount speed because it's like oh well, i have a fast load screen that i'm like i i you know that gives me instead of waiting two minutes i have like a 10 minute or 10 second load screen so means i have an extra two minutes of getting there and i usually take the entire two minutes too so all right, all right. Well, then let's get right into the Cyrodiil side of things. Let's go straight to some scores. This week we're talking Greyhost for PC. 
NA side of things. Eight days left for the PC uh, people here. DC in the lead. 76.8K. Very nice. AD pretty far back. 68.1K. And Emnhart backed closer behind them. 64.5K. For the EU, we've got AD leading at 74.6. EP behind them at 60.9. Oof, that's a gap. And DC behind them at 59.4. So, it's not really still anybody's game, but... For a second. Yeah, there's still a week left or so to... uh you know, get second place. That's always good. Right. Better be, than being last. All right. For uh, Xbox NA, I grabbed the uh, end of campaign scores. And we have in first for Xbox NA is AD with 102K, DC in second with 84K, and EP in last with 74K. And then for Xbox EU, we have EP in first with 113K. AD in second with 74k, and then DC in last with 66k. I would have uh, grabbed the PS4 and a campaign scores, but unfortunately my uh, ESO file got corrupted when I did an update, so I had to delete it and reinstall the entire thing when it took like 13 hours, and by that time, the campaign had already reset, so... You know, it's weird, PlayStation fam, tell us, like, is that something that happens? Because... I mean, to be fair, every time I turn on my PlayStation, it pretty much needs to update and update ESO. <laughs> but it's happened to me before, too, that my file gets corrupted, and now I have to re-download everything, like, just from updating. And that I don't think that's ever happened on the Xbox before. I mean, I guess it's possible, but I don't I've know. I've never had that happen to me on Xbox. But... Yeah, me either. None that I can remember. Yeah. All right, but anyways, let's get right on into this. This was the earlier on one week into this campaign, and DC in the lead, twenty-two point eight k. i Dominion behind them at twenty point two nine six, and actually, so is them right back, the exact same number. How do they possibly do that? Nobody, nobody knows. Yeah, I don't know. It's really close. I mean. Between uh, DC and AD or EP. Yeah, pretty close. And then for the EU side of things, we got AD leading with 24.3K. DC behind them with 19.998. And EP at 19.945. So a nice healthy competition over there. It's looking pretty good. So before we get into the rest of the episode... As always, we want to just remind you all, we are a part of the oh-so-wildly-popular Robots Radio Podcast Network, where if you go check us out at robotsradio.net, you can find not only us, but all kinds of other amazing shows, like the one you're going to hear from right now. Are you worried you don't have all the answers? Have you ever found yourself in an internet rabbit hole? Call Call Mystery Mystery Time Time Live today. today! It's a new detective business. With plenty of heart. And a questionable track record. We're only in the office for an hour. Every Wednesday. Come hang out. Solve a mystery. It's a podcast. It's a live show. It's a swell time. 
Subscribe now! The producers of Mysteries High Life asked me finally not to take the advice for guiding some of the hosts because they have no idea what they are doing. No mystery will actually be fully solved unless individualized or spontaneous outside source or sheer luck. You can find them live on the Twitch app and find their podcast later on YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, Google, and iTunes. Listening may cause hurtful to your death or loss of sanity. We are sorry. This is probably legally binding and you cannot do it. All right, all right. So, dog. They dropped a teaser, and then they dropped a little bit longer teaser. <laughs> but we still haven't really got the meat of what this year is really going to be about. It's a lot, a lot, a lot of predictions going on. And we can go as crazy as we want. We don't have to go too crazy, though. And uh, I know that you in particular are trying to not get too overhyped this year. But what did you think about the trailers, my man? Well, the trailer looks like, you know, pretty much every other trailer that they put out. You know, it's freaking amazing. Like, <laughs> it's glorious. All, all their trailers are amazing. Even if I have no idea what's going on, except for like, it's just some ships on water. Like, it's still, like, I'm excited. Ships on water, random city, <laughs> random guy. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. I had some, like, you know, Sea of Thieves, like, vibes to it. But then again, it's probably just because it's, like, ships on water. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's like, oh, we're going to get on ships. Like, we're going to ships. I'm like, I don't know about that. Like, I don't know if they're going to introduce a whole new crazy mechanic. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm thinking if they do, it'll probably be like a one-time like story thing, you know, like oh, you're on a ship for some battle or something. Yeah, I mean, there's been a couple of times where, like, in like in the base game, you've done like different ship stuff, like you fought yeah. off stuff. So yeah, then, I would you know, see something southern like elsewhere. that. Yeah, southern elsewhere. Um. I think you had a thing and we're in the Ebonheart Pact Zone and the Daggerfall Covenant. One of those, like, they had something to do with ships where you fought off, like, pirates or something. Or maybe that I'm thinking of something elsewhere. Or maybe I'm right and it's, like, all three of them. I don't know. Okay. My bad. Did you talk about the uh what you thought about the the thing? Um I I I was saying stuff about like the ship battles. The ship battles. Yeah, I was saying how like how like there was like the Southern Elsewhere one and I think there was also one in like one of the DC zones and one of the Ebonheart pack zones. So it's, they've done it, you know, a few times so they could do like something different again like that. Yeah, there's there's definitely been 
some some ship moments but it, i don't know if it looks like we're gonna really get ship moments more in this one but something is happening and i don't know do you want to just get into some of this trailer because i mean people have been saying some random things i don't really have too much to say about the trailer but i will say break down what other people have been saying that i think is interesting um yeah i mean the sh- the trailer is just like uh it's you know you have a nice little like three ships uh they're floating on water there's like heavy waves and then this guy with the knight he's like a knight and he walks out and then all three ships kind of just like fall over yeah and then there's also this town that's kind of like on a little crescent island type deal and there's a little city in the middle of it so that's pretty much all what we got from like the uh, teaser so people have been like kind of like talking about like where it is and it's like well it could be it really could be like anywhere it could be on any little island people would talk about like yakuda people have been talking akaviri i've seen some stuff about going like the out mary land pyandonia man some sea elf stuff yeah pyandonia yeah i mean that that's kind of what i got the vibe i kind of got some good old tempest island vibes off of it too like <laughs> tempest yeah, i mean if you, if you look out of tempest island there's some fallen ships in the water so you know maybe it's i mean it's, it's gonna be different but you know sea elves they can create different sea elf magic i'm sure but as far as like i don't really know where we're going i'm just kind of like you know thrilled for the ride i don't, I don't care we could go to yakuda we can go to akavir we can go to Pyandonia, we can go to Oudmary, we can go to some random island in the middle of the abation sea i'm just you know i'm here for it so yeah and i mean People have really been going crazy. So, for me, some things that like people have been really saying that I'm just like, I don't know, is like immediately everyone was like, Bretons, Bretons. And I'm like, I guess you could kind of infer some different things, maybe Breton style, but like the city itself doesn't look Breton style to me. Like, I've been to many of the Britain cities and that just like, I mean, I guess you could kind of see like some castle architecture that would kind of be reminiscent of it, but it just looks like very different. Uh, especially like stuff that looks layered and stuff like tiered. It just like looks different than what Breton architecture you would expect. And, uh, I guess you could infer his armor kind of in the night, like looks slightly Bretonish, but not really and honestly like it just looks like it could be any plate armor and especially the shoulders do not look anything uh breton really so i i kind of thought that they looked more like uh sea elf like a little bit like kind of weird yeah if you look up close like whatever enemies are on the uh what is it called Tempest Island, they, they kind of have like the same, like it's not like the exact same, but you know, there's some similarities there. Right. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's like, are the ships, you know, are they sailing here? They're sailing away. I know robots uh, from the Elder Scrolls lower cast had 
one theory up that they were sailing, you know, to this location, to this island city, and then uh, they were sailing back when the guy sees them crash. And I'm like, I don't know about that personally. I feel like he was like had the plans of the ships coming and then he's like all right they're gonna be here i gotta watch them if they're gonna crash or not but i don't know about that as far as i would say everyone is breaking down this like oh it's three ships it's got to be the factions they're all going somewhere like they agreed to go Sail off somewhere and fight something. Okay, first off, let's just talk for a second. These people could not come to an agreement to stop freaking Molog Ball from ripping apart the entirety of the world that they were fighting to claim who was going to be the best of. So, yeah, I highly doubt that they're going to stop anything to send an entire navy force out to do anything that's anywhere but tamriel like personally that's just i don't see that happening them agreeing on anything yeah Secondly, i agree you're yeah. you know headed you're over there he wouldn't agree to anything oh god yeah no especially after being attacked by molag ball he's just like i don't care no <laughs> yeah so on top of that if that is a representation of the three different factions, there's like two huge ships with white sails, and there's like the smallest little ship over here, like with a red sail. It's like, if that's supposed to be the EP ship, then man, they, they got pretty slighted in that trailer, man. They're just like slapping them down, honestly. Am I supposed to assume that that was the ship that the Nords, uh, you know, sailed over the Sea of Ghosts on? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, probably not. I think it was probably, you know, a little bit bigger. You know, and it had like, I don't know, at least 10 people. You have to like rewatch four. it, Doc, because I could tell you don't even know what I'm talking about, but you have to stare at that red ship, man. It yeah, is the, yeah, the red ship is the first one to fall over. <laughs> Well, not only that, because it's the smallest one. Like, it's, <laughs> it's pinchy, pinchy little ship, man. Like, but, so, uh, yeah, I also, don't think also the uh, knight kind of like, like on the map, he just takes his sword and he smacks the ships off. And then a couple seconds later, he walks out and see the ships falling down. So I don't know. Maybe he has some magic voodoo going on, too. Well, also, like, it's a very clear day. Like, you see the ships sailing into their destination. And then, all of a sudden, it starts getting dark and, like, the storm hits. And then, like, when the storm's at its intensity, that's when you see the guy again. And he whisks them all away and then goes up. But it would make more sense that he is wherever the storm is happening that they were coming to. Because it's all, like, gets wet right there, and it's, like, very, like, when it shows his steps splashing the water, I feel like it's very designed for you to see, like, he is here with this water. Like, he is where those boats are. And so you could take it as, like, he was waiting for the boats to come or whatever, too, you know? Like, maybe that's, like, him giving the signal, like, all right, finish him off. I don't know. Because he didn't seem to do anything himself, you know? <laughs> like, 
Yeah, he uh, knocked the sh- knocked the ships off the map and walked up some stairs and stared at them falling down. <laughs> That's a good life right there. Yeah. So. I guess uh, yeah, that's about it. All that I have to go into the trailer. I mean, it was really good. There's only so much you could really infer from it. I mean, I would like to see. Oh, there is one other thing that I haven't really seen anyone else saying, but you know, I could be wrong. Um, which there is something else that kind of conflicts with this. But at the end of the trailer, it says a brand new Elder Scrolls adventure. And in the rest of the trailer, they very specific say constantly, Elder Scrolls Online, Elder Scrolls Online, Elder Scrolls Online. But in this instance, it says a brand new Elder Scrolls adventure, which is kind of weird to me. And like, I feel like it's gonna, that's like a sign that it's gonna be something that's never been done in the Elder Scrolls universe at all. And uh, not that they haven't done that before, but it's been a while since they've done that for sure. So. I think it would be really cool if they go and do something like Akavir or Pyandonia. People say Yakuta. Isn't Yakuta sunk? Like, how are we going to go there? Part of Yakuta sunk. Not all of it. Okay, okay. Yeah, there's still a couple islands left. All right, well, it did not look like we were going there after that trailer. (laughs) But anyways, yeah, I guess uh that's just like one thing a couple things in the trailer that really really caught my eye but oh the thing that i would say that it does conflict with that is in matt fiber's letter he said that um they were going to dive into which i've seen so many people bring this up like he said it a playable character race that hasn't got touched on a lot they were going to delve into that so People are like, oh, well, he said it has to be a playable character, so it can't be Seahawks or Akaviri. Um, But necessarily, that doesn't really mean that, you know? That could just be like the new conflict involving them. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But if you guys haven't watched trailer, clearly go watch it. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's about all I have on it. Unless you got more on it, dog. On the trailer? No, I don't have anything more on the trailer. It's January 27th. Be back and make sure you guys are there watching for it. And yeah. you know we will be for sure. So, Doug, let's talk about just some of our other predictions. Well, not maybe even predictions, maybe just hopes and dreams for 2022. Things that... uh uh, well, I guess if we're predicting that they hope they come out, it's just like really, really hope that they come true because you got like a dream list right here off the bat. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why don't you just drop it for everyone? All right, well, I definitely would love to see you know some more PvP love. Yes, please. I'd like to see, you know, an armory station or NPC inside a Cyrodiil located at, like, you know, one of the safety gates because, I don't know, it'd be nice. Especially, like, I don't want to sit in a queue, forget I did something, or forget that I didn't switch out my gear and be like, great. I have to manually do it or just say, I don't know, or just, like, not not switch it out because I'm too lazy. That's true. This is not something you're always thinking of until you're in Cyrodiil and you're like, wow, now it's too late. 
Yeah, and the main thing that I notice is my CP slotables and like my siege slotables, and and I hate and I hate swapping out that stuff. Hate it so much. It saves your wheel too. Yeah, I think so. Pretty sure it does. Now Dang, I'm questioning that's, that's if it impressive. does or not. <laughs> yeah, your slotables. Like if it does, that's really awesome. I didn't think it did that. I am. I'm now like 30% sure. I was at least 70% sure going into <laughs> this, but now I'm only like 30% sure. <laughs> well, you'll have you all have to come back next week to find <laughs> out if you truly can or cannot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh you know, I lost uh some more PvP tests, you know, hopefully fix the serial lag. Uh, you know. Having like the non- Broken Cyrodiil at random times in the day. That'd be nice. You know, and I gotta then, say, bro. No more tests, man. Like, no more tests? No. <laughs> just done with tests, man. <laughs> no, no, just fix it. I don't even care. I don't know how they will fix it, but it's not gonna be through testing it anymore. Like, <laughs> it almost destroyed it from testing it so long. Like... They just need to, like, leave it for a while now and just be like, all right, this is what we've created out of all these freaking tests we did. How is it running in comparison to what it used to be? Where are the weird evolutions and spikes of, like, glitches happening and stuff? Then, take that data, try something in the PTS, you know? Maybe just give that a try. <laughs> See what happens. Tell everyone, hey, we're going to try this and we need a lot of people in Syria on the PTS. People will go. I will go. I will test it for them. There you Personally. go. You'll test it. I'll download the PTS to test it too. There you I go. I might be in there, you know, two days later, but I'll be there. It's a dedicated two of us right there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And then uh kind of like my little last prediction slash hope is, you know, a nice fixed battleground system. Cause I want to play battlegrounds more often. But I don't like doing deathmatch every time. Especially when I get my deathmatch consists of like healers and tanks and I'm on like my Templar, which is like a healer slash DPS, and I don't need to be healed even more. I need to be helping my friends heal. I need to be healing my friends, not you know being healed by my friends while I'm healing myself and not being able to do enough damage. But that's all I have. Those are uh, some great predictions there, dog. I mean, I really, I don't have too many myself. I would really hope to see if it's not going to be, you know, an outside uh, area and stuff for the chapter. I really do hope we get to see Britons. That would clearly be... Totally awesome. That's me and Dog's, uh, you know, favorite characters. And we'll be playing our Bretons, you know, up in High Rock. It would just be, you know, cool times. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't mind either Breton or Redguard. But I definitely prefer Breton. I like the Bretons. Um, oh, uh, something that kind of just popped me up. Do you think this is going to be, like, a year-long story? Or going to be, like, just, like, a chapter... Dungeon DLCs and the zone 
uh, Q4 zone are those? Do you think those are always separate? Oh, man. Honestly, I'm pretty sure like 90% it's going to be the year-long story. Like, I don't know. They love doing that. Which, it's unfortunate because I feel like the dungeons really, really falter when they do it in that sense. Because they try and squeeze a lot of story into the dungeons and it just becomes a whole whole nother thing. But, I don't know. I, I like. I personally wish that they would not do the story of the year, but I'm pretty positive it's coming. Yeah, I could definitely see it being another year long story. I'm ho- I don't. I don't know. I could also see it not being a year long series story though too, because they did. He did say that it'd be, be like, uh, like different and like. It would just be not. It just puts them like in a like pigeonholes them like we can only tell these stories now like if they're free then they have a dlc every quarter to just tell all brand new stories yeah yeah but uh i think kind of like the year-long stories kind of always like the you know always do with like uh world ending threats and they kind of want to like break away from that so that's kind of like I don't know if they they're gonna do like another year long story or if they're not gonna do year long story. So yeah, it would definitely be interesting if they chose to go, you know, and do something different. And it, like, even though, like you're saying, it's like oh, big end of the world things with these stories, it would almost be more impactful if you just had like a big end of the world thing in just the chapter, you know, at this point because. It's not something that's dragged out this whole time that you already know, like, all right, I'm going to fight Call Granted. I've known it for, like, seven months, so let's get this over with. But it's like, okay, boom, all of a sudden this is happening. You could not even know, you know, who the villain really is until you get to the last, you know, quest or two, and it's like, oh, boom. Yeah. They could also do something like how uh, like Marwin built off of uh, Clockwork City, and I think Somerset ended up building off of like Clockwork City and like that entire thing. That's kind of like what the Stage War celebration is. That's like, true. Yeah, they could also do something like that where like maybe the dungeon DLC- DLCs aren't necessarily like part of a like year long story. They were kind of like more like their own thing. You know, maybe they're in like this new area, Akavir, Yakuda, or wherever, and like they're not necessarily part of the story, but they're like just stuff that's going on in this area. And then like you, your main like story connectors is like the Overland Zones. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I would, I would like it honestly, but I don't know. We'll see you on the twenty seventh. Yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah, PvP, I really hope it gets some love this year. I mean, they keep acting like they're going to give it some love, and I don't know. Hopefully this is the year it comes true. Yeah, definitely looking forward to, like, what twenty two or 2022 has to offer. Yeah, me too. Me too, man. All right, so let's uh, let's wrap this up and get on out of here because it was a great time. But as we said, we've got more content coming out for you guys constantly so you know we can't labor on too long just talking about 2022 yeah so dogged thanks for hanging out my dude 
Where can the people find us when we're not talking about all things Red Diamond Courier? All right. You can find us on Twitter of the at Red Diamond Cast. You can find us in our Facebook of the Red Diamond Courier. You can find us in our ESO PC or Xbox field of Heirs the Red Diamond, which you can join using the Robots Radio Discord found on robotsradio.net. And if you check our show notes, you can find links to all the awesome things there that we, you know, would love for you to go check out. And if you leave us a five-star rating on Spotify, we'll love you forever. On Apple Music and or Apple Podcasts, and you leave some words, we will shout you out to the heavens on the podcast. And, Dog, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Xbox, Twitter, and occasionally ESOPC, all that, Dog Park 24 Yeah, we need to fix that occasionally, man. You can <laughs> get the anchor out of your pants. And then for me, it's going to be Bob Chichinsky. Anywhere you can find me, come hang out. Twitter, Twitch, ESO, Xbox. Let's have some fun and game it up. So thank you guys once again for hanging out. Dog, thanks for uh, coming and chilling. I know it's getting late for you over there. And yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Yep, see ya. to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. My name is Brian Burton. It's been 26 years since the bombs fell. And since I've left the vault, I've been trying to rebuild. This isn't the Appalachia that I remember. There's so much more to everything going on. And I promise to find the answer. So if you're out there, if you're listening, just hone in on these coordinates. Remember, there's a place for you at the end. Omega. The Omega Broadcast Fallout Story is available on iTunes, Spotify, and many great podcasting sources.